1: Whether you've just been introduced to urban farming or you're a lifelong advocate, we're sure you'll leave feeling more informed, equipped, and empowered to dig deeper into the soil of your local food economy. With you every step of the way, here's your host, Greg Peterson.
0: This is Greg Peterson. Welcome to the Urban Farm Podcast. Today, what we decided to do was ask a bunch of rock stars exactly what is urban farming to them, and
2: this is what we came up with.
0: Hey, Justin Cutter, I got a question for you. What is urban farming to you?
2: Urban farming to me is growing food in an urban environment. So that can be anything. That can be as simple as a little trellis outside your kitchen window if you're in an apartment. Or it can be a significant farm on your rooftop or perhaps even a greenhouse or joining in in your community garden Or if you're like me, it can be uh, building a greenhouse on the back of a truck and parking it in Brooklyn, New York, and being able to have access to your own healthy food. So urban farming is a way to, even in an urban environment, connect with the sun, water that's evaporated out of oceans and traveled Mm -hmm. potentially hundreds of miles to you, and all importantly, uh, with the soil. Why is urban
0: farming important?
2: Urban farming is important because people who live in cities have to eat. It seems very, very simple to me. <laughs> if, uh, if you eat, then that food uh, more than likely came from a farm somewhere. So why should that be somewhere far away? Why not get it close where it's fresh and, uh, and you can be taking care of your own nutrients uh, supply yourself?
0: All right. Well, thank you so very much for chatting with us today. Welcome, Scott Murray from Edge of Urban Farm. How are you today, sir?
3: I'm doing really good. Thank you.
0: Fantastic. So what is urban farming to you?
3: I think that urban farming is returning to a very old tradition of growing in any available space. And when we look at a city, we think, oh, well, there's no place that you can garden or no place that you could farm and raise food in the city. But i think that that's probably a new old-fashioned idea because many times there are available spaces in in small and big cities where um, people
0: can farm like where well this last week i
3: i developed a farm for the international rescue committee in san diego on a one-eighth acre um urban lot wow. um, there's a bus stop right in front of it but it has a three-quarters asphalt, and 25% of it is dirt where there was a building, and we put six inches of of green waste, heavy mulch over the whole thing, and then they built boxes, and those boxes were filled with organically certified soil, so we can certify the garden right away, Wow! and they're going to teach at-risk immigrant
0: teens literally right in the center of the city. Fantastic. That was the picture that you sent me today right yeah photograph so i will actually post that in the show notes because this is this looks amazing this looks absolutely amazing so how are you doing or implementing or what does urban farming look like in your life
3: well for for us we have an experimental um 1.2 acre urban farm kind of on the edge of the city of vista um we're in a neighborhood where the lots are a little bit bigger, so we actually have an acre, uh-huh. and we have about three, three quarters of that developed into growing beds. Uh, we have about 20 big fruit trees, and we've been able to feed 18 families in a CSA format with, with that garden space. Wow. Um,
0: That's incredible.
3: Well, yeah, and you can use, you know, uh, a really small space can really produce a lot of food. Right. If you set it up.
0: Mm-hmm. Fantastic. All right. Well, thank you so very much for chatting with us today. We're chatting with Kari Spencer of the Microfarm Project in Phoenix, Arizona. Welcome, Kari. Hi, Greg. Thanks for being here. I, I just have two quick questions for you. One, what is urban farming to you?
4: <laughs> well, urban farming is exactly what it sounds like. It's farming in the city in urban areas and it's done much differently from the way that we have grown food traditionally in rural areas so Uh um, it's it's challenging in that way because we're not growing row crops necessarily in a in an urban setting but it's just taking the property uh, in areas where we live whether it's on in our backyard or a neighboring property or some space at a church or our office building and instead of using it for other purposes we're using it to grow food, oh, food. and there's lots of techniques for doing that uh, but we got to be creative because we're you know we're, we're limited in space and uh, there's lots of challenges to growing food in the city but it sure is fun.
0: Perfect, perfect and so how have you implemented urban farming in your life?
4: Well, we've done quite a few things on our property. We have a quarter of an acre where we live, and we have 18 gardens on, on the property, and so we're growing lots of vegetables. We also have some fruit trees on the property. Uh, we have chickens and turkeys, and we've had all kinds of animals here. We've experimented with raising quail, which is great for small spaces. We have had mini goats and even some sheep in the backyard and it's been a blast we've learned a whole lot about growing and raising food and really trying to maximize the production see what we can get out of a small space um, and one of the things about urban farming is that we are not isolated we are surrounded by friends and neighbors who live in close proximity to us so one of the things that we have focused on is teaching other people to grow and having them come to our place where we have some space and we have some gardens, and having them grow with us and bringing in that community portion because uh, we are we are not alone in this.
5: Per- so perfect. That's so
0: been, that's been fun. Yeah, I want you to tell us about your your those gardens where you have pe- people come and assist you or work with you. Where are they, and what does that look like?
4: Well, we have ten gardens that are right out in the front yard. And we have a garden club that meets in our yard uh-huh. and we get together every week to decide what we're going to grow, to plant, to take care of our gardens, and then finally to get to enjoy the harvest together. And uh, one person grows something, another person grows something else, and then we all share. And we, uh, we've grown to be friends. And it's been a wonderful experience. We also have gardens in the backyard that we use for demonstration. We invite people to come in and learn how to grow back there. We host classes and uh, allow people from the community to come in and see what we're doing so that they can take it home and do it themselves in their own backyards.
0: Fantastic. Thank you very much. That's what we're after today. You're welcome. Welcome, Jake Mace from Longevity Gardens. Hey, how are you today?
6: Hey, great, doing great. How are you?
0: Fantastic. So what is urban farming?
6: You know, I think it's the ability to grow and provide food for yourself and your family at home that will not only alleviate your, your pocketbook and help you to save money, but at the same time, give you and your family the kind of nutrient-dense food that even the billionaires can't purchase, and you're growing it for pennies yourself in your backyard and front yard.
0: Fantastic. So what does urban farming look like to you? How have you implemented urban farming?
6: Well, we've tried to create a synergy between edible trees as well as edible gardens and have them kind of growing together. Uh huh. And so we try to produce foods that we like to eat and at the same time foods that are going to give us the most amount of nutrients, pound for pound, calorie for calorie.
0: Nice. Nice. And what does your yard look like?
6: It's a pretty typical yard that was built in the 1970s. We're in like the suburbs of uh-huh. Tempe. Right. We got a third of an acre. It's it's not flood irrigated. It's just on regular city water. And right. um, we have put to date, it's 2015. We put um, over 200 edible trees, fruit trees, nut trees, and medicinal and leafy trees. Wow. As well as a few thousand square feet of raised beds. And um, in the fall and the spring, I can easily... Right now, after four years, provide almost all the food I need, and in the summer and uh, winter, at least fifty to eighty percent.
0: Wow! So you're going to take on a uh, on a goal here in the next while. You're going to eat entirely out of your yard for a week, right?
6: I am. I'm going to document this on my vegan athlete YouTube channel. I'm going to go for one week and document what I eat over the course of that week on YouTube, and do only out of my yard for a whole week.
0: Wow! And you can do that
6: easily. And uh, it'll also force me not to go to Chipotle and get a veggie burrito once in a while. <laughs> yeah,
0: there you go. Well, at least for that week. Exactly. So give us a snapshot of all of the things that you can eat in your yard right now.
6: So at the current moment, you know, I got the moringa trees growing. My moringa trees are some of my most important and vital trees because they grow so big and they grow so healthy, but yet the leaves are healthier for you than a multivitamin is. Wow. And what else? Um, what else you got? I also have um, a neem tree that's putting off edible leaves. I have Egyptian spinach. I am the Bill Gates, the billionaire of Egyptian spinach right now because I have <laughs> <laughs> I have onions. I have Iatoy onions, I have cucumbers climbing the trellis, and I also have jujubees, a lot of Chinese nice. dates growing right now, and it's the it's still, you know, hundred and five degrees here in Phoenix. Uh-huh. So I'm still growing a lot of edibles in the heat of the summer.
0: Fantastic. Awesome. Hey, thank you very much, Jake.
6: Hey Greg, always always good to join you, Greg. Thank you. Yeah, you bet.
0: Taylor Jenkins, how are you today?
4: Doing so good. How are you, Greg?
0: Great. What is urban farming to you? That's my question today.
4: Urban farming. Well, to me, the obvious would be growing food in the city. But I think of it as so much more than that. Um, urban farming to me is actually a movement. I think of it as a way of reclaiming our autonomy over what we're eating and, um, not settling for the not so nutritious and the environmentally questionable food that (laughs) we normally get from the industrial food system. Um, I think that urban farming is about growing food with integrity and also bringing that food to our communities, being like sharing the food or selling some of it, um, And I think that component is one of the most important uh, facets of urban farming because it's a way that we can really engage others in the movement. Mm -hmm. And maybe they do or maybe they don't grow food themselves. Um, But by giving food to, say, like a neighbor or two, we're introducing them to how healthy and nutritious uh, homegrown food can be. And maybe they'll be inspired and want to join the movement in their own way.
0: Fantastic. Um,
4: So to me, that's what urban farming is about. It's about empowering people to learn about what they eat, um, seeking out, nourishing food. And by nourishing food, I mean that in multiple senses, nourishing for our own bodies, nourishing Mm -hmm. for the person who grows the food, um, for our communities, and especially for local ecosystems.
0: Nice. And how do you engage? Because you're up in Portland, the Portland area, right?
4: Yeah, so I just moved up here, here to Portland, actually, and I'm not currently growing food yet, um, so here, for me, being a part of the urban farming movement is hugely about just being conscious of where my food comes from and supporting the farmers in my community. Um, I just moved from Arizona, where I was going to Arizona State University. Um, I was a part of a organization called Real Food ASU, mm-hmm. and a huge part of what we did was student outreach, uh, such as Movie screenings, potlucks, things like that to incite passion in people, get people interested about food. Um, we always had a presence at our campus's farmers market. Uh, we did photo petitions, and all these things were just to get interest, generate interest in food at our campus, mm-hmm. and try to get more healthy local food in the dining halls. But now that I'm here in Portland, um, I'm more engaging in the sense of visiting the local farmer's market, um, sourcing as much food as I can locally, knowing who's growing, what I'm eating. Um, It's actually really easy here because there's farmer's markets everywhere. You can find one any day of the week. Wow. Um, Tons of food co-ops, too. That's been uh, super awesome about being up here. Mm -hmm. Cool. um, Yeah, so I I just consider it really empowering uh, to know that I'm – Taking part in my new community, supporting it, and making ethical food choices.
0: Perfect, perfect. I'm going to put you on the spot here too. I want you to tell everybody okay. what you do for a living now.
4: Okay. Um, what I'm doing. What I'm doing is writing. It's kind of a lot of things, but I'm working for you, Greg. Um, writing your newsletter for called the Urban Farm Lifestyle. Yeah, you do and a great I job the, of that, by the way. Thank you.
0: Yeah, you bet. Thanks. And, and I'm
4: um, your operations manager at yeah. Urban Farm U, so I'm helping you with uh, infrastructure for classes and courses and website things, all that fun stuff.
0: Perfect. Awesome, thank you so much.
4: Cool, thank you, Greg.
0: Have a great day. All right. Today we have Jason Moraz, the singer from San Diego County. How are you today, Jason?
5: I'm doing just fine, Greg. Good to hear from you.
0: Fantastic. And so, Jason, what is urban farming to you?
5: Urban farming to me is, it's reconnecting with spirit. It's reconnecting to our nature. Uh, And it's being able to do so amidst the chaos, amidst the density in which we have built up our world. It's able to uh, get back into the dirt wherever we can find it.
0: Oh, very good. Okay. And how have you implemented urban farming in on your farm in your life?
5: Well, a couple of areas. First, I'm very lucky to actually have a very large backyard. <laughs> so with the urban farming course I took with the urban farm with you, uh-huh. man, I learned so much. I mean, from thinking about how my son arcs across my property.
0: Yeah, that's really important. Um,
5: yeah, to how um, I planted more edibles in my property um, since then. And doing that, A, because it's fun, it's often awesome to bring different varieties of food into our kitchen and oh, yes. basically supplement our groceries. My wife is an amazing chef and cook, and I love to be able to provide her the ingredients.
0: Oh, isn't that fantastic?
5: Um, it's awesome, and that's really opened the door to things that I didn't even know we could grow.
1: Uh-huh.
5: And also, in once I started to dive a little more into the urban farming world, you start to learn what other restaurants or chefs might be interested in oh, certain things. Oh, yes. Or being able to grow rare foods that maybe people in my community aren't growing. And, uh, for example, coffee. Oh, coffee yes. is the... Number two import in the U.S., second to oil. Oh, wow. Really? And we just found out that thanks to global warming, we're able to grow coffee in Southern California now. And so that's one of the things I've started to add to my um, diversification Uh that I learned from urban farming. Now, that's just in my backyard. I also travel the world about eight months a year, and I spend a lot of time in major cities. Uh Uh-huh and what I've done in many of these major cities is able to go out and work with urban farming groups Mm. and organizations who are growing potatoes in vacant lots, you know, who are feeding the homeless, who are educating schools and young people and getting people back to the earth because we spent tens of thousands of years working with the earth and then in the last hundred or so years we kind of cut ourselves off. Yeah. And uh, I'm finding that urban farming is really an awakening a spirit it has in me and i've seen it in a few of the people that i've had the pleasure of working with all around the world in major cities yeah yeah
0: yeah super all right well thank you so much for spending a few minutes with us today i greatly appreciate it
1: yeah you got it congrats on your podcast greg
0: thank you sir
5: all right